Hey, welcome to Stirring Faith with Cherry Strange. Thank you for joining me today. Stirring Faith aims to lead women to desire more of God in their everyday life, making Him evident and desirable to others. Now, let's get started. Hey, welcome to the podcast. Here we are at the beginning of August. Lots of teachers are heading back to schools. Parents are trying to figure out what exactly they're going to do in the next few weeks to accomplish all of the work in carpooling safely with all the extra burdens laid on top of the current health catastrophe. Everybody else is trying to figure out their lives too. Bosses are trying to keep the doors open. Employees are attempting to remain relevant. And no one knows how the world will look come Thanksgiving. With that as a backdrop, the conversation's brewing with the women within my sphere of influence suddenly hit a wall over the past couple of weeks. Even though each has their own story and set of circumstances, they've come to a point where they cannot even articulate what the problem is, but there is a problem. I recognize it each time as it sort of comes to this climactic moment, whether it's a young single or an overwhelmed mom or someone who's burdened with health issues or someone who seems to kind of have it all together, but the core issue is the same. They feel sort of stuck. In the middle of the chaos of a worldwide pandemic, the unknowns that seem to remain fluid each coming week and amid myriad walks of life. Stuck is this common emotional space, regardless of age, socioeconomic status, or even ethnic backgrounds. Maybe you are one who's done everything there is possibly left to do in your house since March and you're just bored to death, but you feel confined, constricted in your ability to congregate with friends or colleagues or family, even normal social gatherings. It makes you feel stuck, literally glued to the few limited spaces you can roam. Or maybe you're not the only one present and you're, you might be like my friend who's just become a mommy for the third time in four years. There is no childcare, there's no babysitters, there's no church nursery, there's no date nights no going to work even. Everyone is home all of the moments. If she needs a moment, she's literally hiding in her closet. (laughs) That's what she tells me. No, she's just going berserk. And there's the mommy guilt that maybe she shouldn't be feeling like she wants to run away sometimes. She feels stuck in a season that looks like it's never going to end, filled with exhaustion and service. And then there's another woman who's trying to balance more than humanly possible with work and home and mommy to littles and the husband who's working from home also and serious health issues. And she tells me it's not that she's worried about all of these things. These things are not new, but right now she just, she just feels heavy. She just feels sort of stuck, like she's not going anywhere. Although your circumstances may differ, As do mine, you've likely felt somewhat like these women feel. You have no get up in your go. Maybe you do. Maybe you have stared at your people far too many days and would like to stare at some different ones for a while, (laughs) doing something different. Or maybe the restrictions have just taken a toll on you too. That would be so natural. Most of us can find a point of connection to feeling stuck where we are, wherever that may be. It's sort of a universal problem right now that yields solutions from the culture at large. You can find them if you do a Google search in Psychology Today will have you on your way to a better you in no time. But I also found some really bad advice. So be careful what you read and who you trust and what you place your faith in. Today, I am going to lead us to the most reliable source 
in which we can place our trust on any subject at any time. We want to talk about five ways that you and I can get unstuck. Strategy number one is to get away. First and foremost, you and I should make getting away with the Lord a priority. I'm not suggesting the classic morning or evening time because not everybody can do that. I don't even care where you do it. I suggested to my friend to go ahead and use her closet. If that's all she can do, baby, use your closet. Or if she could make a deal with her spouse to let her go outside and maybe go down, take a walk somewhere so she could just get out and she could use those moments. Sometime in the day, in that 24-hour period, where she can just get alone with God. This is the key to life and work of Jesus while he was on this planet. And we know this from Matthew 14, 23. After he sent them away, talking about the people that were gathered with him, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. And when evening came, he was there alone. We also have it in Mark 1, 35, early in the morning. While it was still dark, Jesus got up and slipped out to a solitary place to pray. Then in Luke 5, 15 and 16. But the news about Jesus spread all the more, and great crowds came to hear him and to be healed of their sicknesses. Yet he frequently withdrew to the wilderness to pray. In Luke 6, 12, in those days Jesus went out to the mountain to pray, and he spent the night in prayer to God. Take note of Jesus. Everything was urgent. People were often waiting on him because he was praying. Jesus didn't let anything overpower him or give precedent to his time to get away to be with his father, be it morning or evening or all night long. He made the time to do that. Now, if you are already doing this and you are still feeling stuck, sort of in a rut, change it up. I mean, literally, stand, kneel, sit, use a journal, pray the scriptures, use a different devotional. Don't be afraid to make some changes in this. I, I literally have done this in the past couple of years. I needed to change it up and it's just been amazing for me. I continue to make tweaks to it through the weeks, how I use my phone and how I don't use my phone. I need to set some parameters around that or the time is just gonna be gone and I'm never gonna get it back. These are just some ideas I just wanna throw out at you. If you feel that you're in a sort of a rut there, you can get yourself out of it. You wanna make what's really important to be the most important. Strategy number two is read the book. I know, I probably sound like a boring weight loss coach, who has just announced, it's just math, people. What you take in must be burned off. Becoming unstuck is like burning those unwanted calories. It's not as hard as we sometimes make it out to be. It's just not always the route we want to take because we really like M&Ms. You know what I'm saying? We really would rather do something else. But Romans 15:4 says, for whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures we might have hope this is the hope that i'm counting on to get us out of being stuck so too often you and i we want some new and improved method to become more like jesus than just turning open a book that we don't really understand and frankly I'll confess, often there's been some sort of internal resistance that builds up inside when I think of the prospect of reading my Bible. And I've been doing this successfully 
and consistently for over 25 years. I really, really love it. Yet still, there's a resistance that persists to keep me from what I know I should do and from what's best for me, from experiencing life that is giving me life. When I feel stuck, I approach reading the Bible the same way I would if I needed to burn the calories. I just have learned I've got to push through that slump. That's when having a system in place for this is really helpful. So I want to ask you, do you have a reading plan? Are you in possession of a Bible that you understand? Because it's really important that when you read it, you understand the language of it. Do you have a one-year Bible? Something that's going to keep you on track to be sort of on a schedule if you're that kind of person. What is your plan? for getting you through the Word of God and getting it in your head. Honestly, if you don't want to read the book, ask God for the desire. And just something as simple as, Lord, I don't want to read it. And I know that I don't want to read it. And I need your help to give me a desire. I know you've given it to me as a gift and I don't desire it, but I want to want it. Please help me. And He will. He will be faithful to that request. Strategy number three is to find your focus. Sometimes we end up feeling stuck because we've just lost our focus or maybe what we were aiming towards has changed. When the entire world has been turned upside down and shaken like a snow globe, a loss of real focus can be natural. It's as if someone took your binder from high school and threw it out at 6 o'clock on I-10 where there's 17 lanes for that mess to scatter across and you have a history exam in about four hours. Well, good luck. I hope you listen to your teacher. You have no hope in finding your notes. Over these last several months, that's sort of how I felt. I felt my focus kind of drifting. The sense I knew what I was supposed to be focused on. There's been so many people around that are not normally around because I live with 10 people and they never went anywhere. And I all of a sudden had no time, no personal space. And I just felt like that focus was slipping away. I could see it in my brain like I was peering through a window, but over the weeks and then the months, it seemed like I just continued to move further and further away from that window and the view became more unclear. How do we find our focus? How do we get that focus back? I'm gonna sound like that irritating weight loss coach who tells you to drink more water. Listen to the Lord. Listen to the Lord. That sounds very simplistic like drink more water, but it is how we're going to find our focus. Jeremiah 33.3 says, Call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things that you do not know. And Proverbs 4.25 says, Let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. We have to put ourselves in a position to really hear Him. I don't know what it looks like for you. Maybe you need to get yourself attuned to the music and, and, and just let that resonate in you. Maybe you just need to be by a quiet stream while you're fishing. I need to be alone and that was not happening for me. To get back and think and pray and present before him the last thing I was certain of beyond a shadow of a doubt that was my focus and really just listen to him be clear on what that was and ask him where are we headed because I've sort of lost my vision and listen to what he says. I know it's not revolutionary but we really should drink more water. (laughs) Listening to the Lord is so much like that. To see what he might say 
to you about your focus. Just put yourself in a place to listen well. Strategy number four is to look beyond yourself. Our default is to think and deal constantly about us. We've been spending this entire episode on the subject, but if we truly want to move from stuck to unstuck, one of the most freeing things we can do is look beyond ourselves. So you're barricaded in a neighborhood, limited to those you can be in close contact with and cautious about interactions. No problem. Ask God who he wants you to impact. Who can he reach using you and your resources? What can you do given your limitations? Philippians 2, 4 says, let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. What exactly would he have you do with that? What exactly could he do using you during this time to look beyond yourself in this particular space and time? When you begin to look and think beyond yourself, there is a joy that swells and purpose that grows. When you start being the body of Christ to someone else, it just happens. Do not miss the opportunity because you're too exhausted. So today, yes, maybe you are, but if you will do the first three strategies to be with the Lord, to read the Bible more or more intently, and to find your focus, you will have the strength and the energy to look beyond yourself so that you will be a blessing and you will be blessed in this area. Strategy number five is to be thankful. Let's say nothing in your circumstances changes. You remain stuck wherever you are. The health concerns remain. The kids stay at home for another semester at least. Work dictates you conduct your duties at home or you're asked to work less. You're masked up and limited in your interactions. All of the prospects of this stay somewhat dreadful. Frankly, that's where many of us stand right now. What can we do to rise up out of this emotional muck and mire? It will sound paradoxical, but we can work at being thankful during this season. Colossians 3, 15 through 17 says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Since as members of one body, you were called to peace and be thankful. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Whatever is pretty encompassing. The best way to do this is to utilize scripture. Often, I cannot articulate the words. I do not have a grateful heart, but the psalmist does. The Holy Spirit working in me can get me there, but I need help. So I use the tools God has given me to change my heart on a daily basis to reflect His. So I'm going to look to the Psalms to help teach my heart how it needs to reflect and respond. So I'm going to take something like Psalm 34. It says, I thank you, Lord, with all my heart. I sing praise to you before the gods because of your constant love and faithfulness, because you have shown that your name and your commands are supreme. Anything like that that's going to demonstrate to my heart that there is so much to be thankful for, keep a list. This is not revolutionary stuff here. Make a journal, download some printables, or purchase a gratitude journal easily online. You don't have to go anywhere. Whatever stirs your mind and heart on this matter. Get a spiral with some pizza stains or grocery lists. It doesn't have to be fancy. The goal is to be thankful rather than to stay stuck. Now, my one suggestion as you think about all five of these strategies is to start small. Maybe you cannot tackle all five things. That's just too overwhelming. Don't worry. It's okay. What is one thing you can do? Don't attempt 
one thing like I saw online as I was really getting ready for this the suggestion out of about 25 suggestions was to have a get your life together day in which you participated in three types of activity as part of the 25 suggestions so the first part is to do your chores you need to wash the dishes tidy up your room change your bed sheets take out the trash dust and vacuum water the plants clean out the fridge do your laundry clean your bathrooms and open the windows and let in the fresh air because once you do all those things you will feel better about yourself on get your life together day and then the second part is this you've got to take care of yourself on the same day you're gonna work out then you're gonna take a long shower or bath then you're gonna exfoliate then you're gonna manicure and pedicure touch up your hair roots then you're gonna deep clean your skin deep clean your teeth and then you're gonna wash your makeup brushes then have a cup of green tea then you're gonna have a face mask time then you're gonna enjoy a healthy nutrient-rich meal drink a big glass of water and get out all those products and stuff you have no time to play with and start experimenting. Now that's the second part. You're not done. You're still going. You gotta do the third part and you're gonna get a new attitude. You're gonna get your goals together and make a goal planner. Then you're gonna get a planner for your main goals. Then you're gonna get a planner for your monthly goals. Then you're gonna make a habit tracker. Then a challenge tracker. Basically, any kind of tracker these girls are producing and selling was on the list. Then if you feel any kind of negativity at this point, try their anxiety downloadables. And if that wasn't enough to get your life back in a day, then you can plan your meals for upcoming days, set up your workout schedule, go grocery shopping, buy something new for you, go for a long walk, do some breathing meditation, create a new playlist, clean out your inbox, go to bed early, and relax. Well, by the time I read all the way through what I was supposed to do on Get My Life Together Day, I was a stressed mess because those are the very reasons I don't and will never have my life together. And to even suggest I can get all that together in a day turned me upside down and shook me silly. Stick with the five that we talked about today. Not only can you do these in a day, you can do these like every day. Get away just like Jesus did. Find a time. Make it the urgent thing in your life. Read the book. Find your focus. Look beyond yourself and be thankful. Forget to get your life together day. Don't do that. That's what the world is selling. Start small. There is a path for you to get unstuck today and it begins and ends with Jesus. Thank you for listening to the podcast today. (laughs) Seriously, you probably have a friend who needs this. It's not my stuff. It's the Bible. I just put it in a list. So please help a girl out who might be stuck today and share the link with her. Don't forget to scroll down and rate the podcast so that others can find it easily also. And I look forward to being with you very soon. Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Stirring Faith Podcast. We plan to release a new episode once a week, and I would invite you to become a subscriber because it makes it so much easier. Please remember to rate, review, and share the podcast. You may never know the difference that you can make by just making a recommendation and sharing a resource. So please pass along what you find here. Don't keep it to yourself. It's so easy to do. Post it from Spotify into your stories. I would personally be grateful. And remember... There is more truth-saturated, gospel-centered, spiritually insightful resources at your fingertips. Just go to www.sheyearns.com where you're going to find 
more reading plans, videos, articles, and other resources, more than there's ever been before, to help stir more desire for God into your everyday life. I'm Cherry Strange, and it is always a pleasure to meet you here.